This is episode four of Leaside Lives, and I'm joined by John Dwyer of Bunker Vinyl, uh, which is located on Camden Place in the heart of Cork City. And uh, John, it's great to, to speak to you. Thanks for inviting me into the shop today. Uh, it's lovely to meet you, John. Um, it's an amazing store. You've been here three years now, I think. How is the venture going for you? Yeah, coming up to three years in March, man, which is great. Like, um, oh, yeah, time just flies when you're doing it, I suppose. Um, started off at Mother Jones Flea Market and was there for about six months and then was trying to find a premises in the city and then luckily this place came up. So it was great to move in. Yeah, yeah. What kind of people are buying vinyl, from, I mean, from your own experience in this shop? Like, what yeah. are, what kind of people, how old are they and what are they buying? What type of music? Yeah, do you know, it's so funny, Jeremy. We get such a range of people. I, um, I always call them, like, there's certain amount of kids that come into me and I always call them, like, the indie kids' kids. They're all, like, their dads are, say, 40 and they're, like, 15 or so and their parents all had like really good indie record collections back in the 90s and they seem to have like grown up listening to their parents records then you get a lot of kind of older people who had records years ago the brothers and sisters stole them or they lost them in you know moving away or whatever and they seem to be the kind of two main group of customers. But on a day-to-day basis, you just never know what's going to come through the door. A lot of old lads who still buy Elvis, and they literally buy any Elvis record once it's got a different picture on the front. So, yeah, day by day, you just never know, you know, what kind of range of music you're going to sell like, or who you're going to meet, which is a lovely part of it as well. Yeah. Keeps, yeah. The, keeps the job interesting, I guess. Oh, completely, like, yeah, yeah. So you have both new and pre-loved vinyl here, yeah. John, in, in Bunker Vinyl. Um, and I guess you're constantly buying records to keep up with the demand then constantly that's probably most of my life really Um, it's kind of a continuous search for records with the new records then as well you're always trying to trying to keep up to date with what's new and what's fresh but it seems a lot of people don't even mind about like the new releases being there all the time if that makes sense they kind of some people come in and order what they want um, week by week I kind of just buy what I like and it seems to work so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. but I probably spend like 20 hours a week I suppose just looking for collections looking through collections going to people's houses in the night time looking through attics and stuff yeah and I read recently that like more vinyl has been sold now take for example in the US more vinyl is being sold each year than, than CD that's yeah. the way it's going it's, yeah. it's a similar story here um, why why, ha- why are we in, a, a, I suppose, a revival, a vinyl revival, or a renaissance period, do you think? Yeah. Do you know, it's a funny one, and I think it's all down to, like, streaming. Um, years ago, it was all the kind of um, Napstar generation who were just stealing music the whole time. Mm-hmm. Then we had a couple of, like, innovations with Spotify, um, Apple Music, and different things. And because we got the online streaming services and kind of better internet and stuff, people had way more use for, like, the Spotify's and could listen to whatever music they want. So I think that kind of stopped the illegal downloading sites because people were happy, you know, to pay a few quid and actually get decent music. Mm. But then I think with Spotify, it actually shows that people will listen to what they like and then they'll buy it on vinyl, weirdly enough, because I think they want that ownership of stuff. And, you know, you buy an album, you get to read the sleeve notes, you get the artwork, and then it's it's yours. It's not just on a hosting site or kind of online. But I think CDs, a lot of people now that buy CDs are just the diehards, really, who still maybe have a CD player in the car or bought massive CD collections in the 90s and just can't get rid of them now, you know, or don't want to get rid of them. So they're kind of 
still there are some people buying CDs, but very, very small minority, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. John, you're from Waterford originally. You're a native yeah. of Dungarvan. Um, I guess Cork City is, is not a bad place to set up a record store, given the, yeah. the strong musical culture that's yeah. here. I'm looking around the store now. I see Rory Gallagher Records. Um, there, there is a great history in this part of the country, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to be constantly up and down from Dungarvan to an old record shop in Washington Street called Comet Records. Yeah. And it was just an institution when you were younger. And um, I now sell records to the two past owners of Comet. So Jim and lads still come in to me and George still come in to me buying records. But as a teenager, I would like either hitchhike up or get a spin in the lorry with my dad save up every penny I could and go into Comet and buy records um, great Cork bands around in those years and still is you know you still had your in those days you had great gigs around the city you had Sir Henry's going on you had a really lively live gig scene which seems to continue to this day there's still great young bands coming out of Cork great music producers a lot of dance stuff coming out so yeah I think Cork is just a really buoyant city really the student population keep it young and fresh yeah, it's a great city, like for music anyway, definitely. Yeah. I know you're a Nirvana fan yourself, John. Were you yeah. one of the millions who was at a, who were at the Sir Henry's gig in 1991? No, unfortunately, no. I really wish I had been, but I was a little bit too young. I actually had tickets to see Nirvana in Dublin, but unfortunately, yeah, Kurt Cobain went, but still have the ticket at home. But no, I was one of the few millions who didn't go to the gig, but I would have loved to have been there, to be honest. I, um, I've seen all the photos that Jim took the day that the lads came into the shop in Comet, and it's just so lovely to see kind of Kirk Bain and you know, those as young men hanging around Cork for the day. Uh, yeah, one of those gigs that will always go down in history, I presume. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I, I know the audio uh, is available on YouTube as well. I was listening to that recently, which yeah, is, which is yeah. quite special, isn't it? It is, actually. And I've seen it weirdly turn up in on bootleg vinyl, in the strangest of places I actually sold a copy for sale in Germany once um, and someone's obviously gone along taking the audio and put it onto vinyl so um, yeah I've even seen it for sale in Poland at one stage on pink vinyl so it's weird where uh, yeah, Nirvana live at Henry's turns up like yeah that is awesome um, what was your own experience before you decided to take the plunge and set up your own record store John like had you worked in, in music shops or anything like that uh, it was a funny one for me I've always been around music and stuff but I was a social worker for West London uh, mental health trust for the last kind of I suppose 20 years really of care um, yeah. the one thing I always loved was the music and I spent my weekends like in record shops in London or out looking for records all the time just a mass this massive collection of records but as a kid if you'd said to me what would I want to be when I grow older I would have always said own a record shop yeah. so after like 20 years in London I decided time to move home so moved home like four years ago and as I say started a Mother Jones market and then um, kind of saved a little bit of money and then opened the shop so for me it was kind of leaving England coming home to family and friends and just trying to I suppose follow your dream I suppose Very is what has happened like yeah and it's interesting you say you worked as a social worker I mean I think anyone who comes into the store kind of gets that really warm welcome I get I get the sense you're, you're a people person John you love conversation yeah yeah well it just comes with the job really like um, I used to work for the like homeless outreach team so you'd be out in the middle of the night talking to homeless people on the streets of London I worked with like kids with drug addiction I yeah like communication I was fluent in sign language and a couple of other different languages so like 
communication is everything with social work. So I think it's just been an easy kind of transfer over. Like I would talk the hind legs off a horse as well. So I suppose it goes with the territory. Like. And you have an, an encyclopedic knowledge of music, it's fair to say. Um, what are your own favourite LPs, John? Oh, God, well, my favourite band would be New Model Army. Um, I've seen them a ridiculous amount of times. It's like a hundred and something times. Loved them since I was like 10 years of age. Um, everything, I suppose. Um, I listen to a really broad range of music, which comes with part of the job, but grew up listening to jazz, techno, house, all sorts, really. So my um, I kind of have a need to find new music every day. And I have done since I was a kid. So I kind of search and search and search for the new sound all the time or what interests me. But then I still go back to the old classics like um, Whipping Boy is one of my favourite Irish albums. Um, Nirvana, Soundgarden. Yeah, I suppose what I grew up listening to really as well. Eh? Yeah. And as well as the local trade, do you find a lot of tourists visit here when they're in Cork? Yeah, it's funny actually. Um, when the Rory Gallagher Festival is on up north, you then get a pilgrimage of literally hundreds of Rory Gallagher fans who come down to Cork. Yeah. They've been up to the festival up in um, the north and then they want to come down. And, and um, I'm the same, like any time I go away, the first thing I do is go into a record shop in different cities. So we call it vinyl tourism and it's like you'll always guys that are into the records love going into a record shop in another country just on the off chance they'll find something new interesting a different pressing or you know yeah yeah. Um, there's also a studio located of course here where we are on yeah. Bunker Vinyl what exactly happens in there? Yeah so Aileen Wallace um, she teaches music here so Aileen teaches drums bass, guitar Aileen's um, actually a touring musician she's currently away at the moment in Canada she's played numerous gigs this year or last year in Norway Sweden um, Iceland she's also an audio engineer so she spends a lot of time in studios recording onto tape and is one of the go-to kind of mastering people around. So um, when Aileen's not away gigging, she tends to teach um, young kids here drumming, guitar, and then um, kind of puts the final touches to her own music as well. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Record Store Day uh, takes place in April. Will you be part of that initiative this year, John? Yeah. Well, it's actually funny. Like We don't actually do Record Store Day. Okay. Um, we kind of do our own version of Record Store Day. And it's um, it's funny, Record Store Day started off as a great thing, you know, early, the early times, it was great to get record shops going and all, but a lot of true music fans have kind of waned away from it, just due to the pricing and stuff. Okay. So um, a lot of people don't know, it's like, as a small independent shop, you could put, like, a lot of money into record, day, record store day stock, but you're not actually guaranteed what stock you get. Um, you also have to kind of pay membership and like buy their bags and stuff. So before you know what doing record store day can cost you hundreds and hundreds of pounds, okay. but you don't actually get like a certainty of stock or whatever. So what we tend to do is do a sale that day uh, because when you own the record shop, every day is record shop day, you know, yeah. record store day. But um, yeah, it, it's it's great if you're like into you know limited pressing or whatever. But a lot of the real music fans have kind of been put off with it the last couple of years. So we kind of do our own thing, okay. uh, which works out great for us as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I understand. What record stores do you like to visit, John, or would you like to visit? Be it you know Irish record stores, 
ones in Britain or further afield? Yeah. Well, my favourite is Concerto in Amsterdam. It's absolutely amazing record shop. Um, basically like eight basements of music and each basement is a different genre of music and it's it's an absolute vinyl heaven. Um, Japan would be my dream destination. I suppose Tokyo is like every record collector's dream destination just because of the variety of music they have there and the condition is like the best in the world. It's really for the audiophile kind of collectors but um, Geneva also is an amazing city for records. Um, yeah, England is still great. London can be expensive but there's still 50 or 60 shops you can still dig around so there's something for everyone really. Um, in Irish terms, Belfast is really good. Dublin has a good few shops, but um, and Cork we're also spy. We've got a good few small independent places selling secondhand or new. So I think Ireland's pretty much got it covered as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music originally it was made for for vinyl for record, wasn't yeah. it? I mean CDs yeah. came after it, yeah. cassettes, etc. Vinyl has outlived all those things. Mini disc as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, weirdly, I still love mini discs. Yeah. Still, still use mini discs to record when I'm doing music and all. And one of those formats that had great potential but never got the popularity but um yeah vinyl has always kind of stood the test of time metal and reggae fans kept vinyl going through the slim period should we call it when everyone was going on cds the reggae and metal guys always loved their vinyl and pressing plants kept going and now we've got like new pressing plant in ireland we got one in dublin dublin vinyl who are now back pressing vinyl again the only one in ireland since the 80s i think so yeah it's kind of um yeah it's a genre or it's a format that never seems to give up really like so the future looks bright for vinyl and and those who own record stores yeah i think so it's kind of it the thing things are good with it the the prices vary from country to country and stuff and um, yeah, I think vinyl is, is here to stay, really. It's never gone away, but it's just been, you know, more underground. Um, in big cities, we've always had good record shops and stuff, you know, but um, we are out of that slim period now where there wasn't much vinyl being done, you know, but now it's it's everywhere. On the podcast, John, I, u- I usually ask you what, what band or what record you'd recommend from, you know, be it a new Irish band at the moment or... Yeah, well, my favourite, there's two bands I'm absolutely crazy about at the moment. One is a young um, Limerick band from, or a girl band from Limerick called Pow Pig, and they're absolutely incredible. Um, all young girls, I think some still doing their leave insert and recently played a tour in England and stuff but got to see him two years ago and absolutely amazing and the other band is a Cork band called God Alone who are a young metal band recently been um, reviewed by Metal Hammer and all the different music mags going on tour got absolutely amazing live sound so if you haven't seen either of those two bands definitely definitely worth going to have a look yeah I also like to ask the guests like what makes them tick, what motivates them, or what they enjoy most about about life each day. You know, what what is it for you, John? Oh God, well, <laughs> for me, it's just like it's this is not really a, a hard job. You know, it's kind of more of a, a work of passion. Really, um, I get up every morning. I travel from Dungarvan to Cork six days a week, which some people think I'm crazy for doing. But when it's your own business, you kind of do these things. Um, just yeah, I suppose it's just such a nice job meeting new people every day listening to new music um it's just a pleasure really like yeah yeah john it's been a pleasure 
speaking to you here today and um, one of the things I love about the store as well is that when you come in you've got something playing on the record player and it's always something unique I think and this morning I thought it was absolutely brilliant it's um tell me about the band again because it's a really chill kind of vibe yeah, they have yeah. um the band is Krungabeen um okay. that's probably pronounced really incorrectly <laughs> now but um kind of desert blues um, stuff from Texas but um, one of those bands that have just been around for a while but once you hear them you'll probably instantly fall in love with them and um, yeah that's the great thing about it I play this in here and then someone hears it and they buy it which happens an awful lot thanks a million for speaking to me today oh no it's been an absolute pleasure Jordan cheers thanks